Yo, Brooklyn, it's your boy Podnam, up in Studio A, recording the day after the dismantle of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, this episode is going to be a little uh, switched around because me and Padre had recorded last night, decided uh, to put out the episode uh, actually this morning, but then realized last night the Nets played the best game of their season, had beaten the ish out of the New Orleans Pelicans without Trevor Booker uh, and Sean Kilpatrick and Jeremy Lin. We, they did their work and really proud of these Brooklyn Nets came out, finally ended a 15-game losing streak on the road and I believe 11-game losing streak overall. Uh, and also, uh, this will be cut in awkward ways. Uh, you'll hear my voice, obviously, this intro first. And then secondly, you'll hear uh, me and Padre talking uh, about the state of the Nets. And we will also announce this episode 100, um, which is actually not true. We're, we're going to be deferring this or replacing episode 98, which never really got released uh, due to some technical difficulties. So we're going to brand this as episode 98. Episode 100 will be soon to come. Uh, we're going to be doing some big things for episode 100. Maybe revisit some old, old time guests. Uh, maybe some old co-hosts for JT Baller. Uh, we want to do it really big for episode 100. So bear with us. Uh, please enjoy this podcast. And thanks again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate all you guys downloading and listening to this podcast. And we're excited to continue on uh, as this is, I believe, season five of the Nets and therefore season five of the Brooklyn Rebound. Uh, and much love to everyone. And please reach out to us at Brooklyn Rebound on Twitter, BrooklynRebound at gmail.com. And here goes your episode. Rebound. Hello, Brooklyn. This is the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 98. That on me is a surprise uh, that it was episode 98. I think because maybe some of our recent episodes, a couple got lost or ruined, uh, you know, 90 or 97. I think 97. Lost in the archives somewhere. Lost the time, so <laughs> I didn't realize it was... Nine, eight. I, I thought, I guess, it's a monumentous occasion, but we're, we don't have anything um, planned in, uh, to that effect, do we? Oh, uh, we do, because it is a inaugural, unprecedented... Mm. Nine, eight. ...episode. Uh, no one's done a Brooklyn Rebound local podcast... Nine, eight. ...episode ever, so it's going to be the greatest. It's going to be one of the greatest podcasts <laughs> of all time. Episodes. So it's the first inaugural uh, one? First inaugural yeah. 98th episode, yes. Debut? Yes, exactly. Inauguration of the <laughs> Brooklyn Rebound episode? Yes, exactly. Well, yeah it's, yeah, it's your boy Padre here, of course. Now, all the past episodes, a lot of them, I like to do my little rhyming scheme where I say, like, episode 99, and we're having a good time, whatever. But, you know, I think I'll keep it classy today. No rhyme. Keep it classy. Yeah, because no rhyme, because we don't got time. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when in doubt, you just take cut those rhymes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And then, and then sometimes when you have that doubt, you need to sometimes scream and shout and do the twist. You know? 
either twist like this. Yeah, with that fist, exactly. Ah, yeah. you know, it, it's hurting my wrist, so All right. I, I'm going to cease that. Well, speaking of, of wrists and no jumpers, the state of the nets, let's get to it. Mm, uh, okay, okay. We're, these, we're ready for that? We're going right into it? Yeah, episode 100. It's also a, a monumental time for the Brooklyn Nets. They have lost 11 in a row. Uh, oh, because I was just going to say, have the Nets won in the year of our Lord, 2017, and so they, they haven't then, I guess. They haven't accomplished. The last win is the year of Inamis, or the day of Inamis. Uh, yes, December 26th, which will, you know, if they lose for the rest of the year uh, in a row, and they won on my birthday, that would mean a lot to me. That would be a tribute to me, you know? Well, do you think, so you just mistakenly said the year of Anomnus when you meant to say the Anomnus Day, but but um, with that one, does, does it signify that 2017 is going to be the year of Inam in general? Well, it would have your year? It would have been if uh, the Cowboys didn't lose last weekend, but mm. uh, considering we went down to, you know, America's Stadium, um, AT&T Stadium, I guess, it's a... Uh, is that is that what it's called now? Yeah, Jerry World or whatever. Jerry World. It is, and but then, like they, we were calling it Jerry World there. Jerry's World again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I scored more touchdowns than Dak Prescott that game on that day. We played scrimmages, so that's right. Uh, and uh, you tweeted out a, a nice picture on uh, uh, Instagram, the a picture the other day after the loss of you. I, I might have even taken that picture. I don't remember, but um, uh, of you lying down. Yeah, you took a zone. couple of them. I think it was JT Baller that took that one. JT Baller took that one okay. I didn't see myself in the background. Of, there was a couple other guys with us in the background there, and I didn't see myself, so I thought maybe I took it. But either way, so, yeah, actually, maybe 2016 was the year of Enam because, yeah, you got married, you went to Jerry's World, played on the field, all this stuff, and now uh, 2017 isn't really going your way so far, to be honest. So far, it's not looking well. It's not looking well right now. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that can uh, help that is if, uh, you know, the Huskies are terrible right now. They're like 5-9. and nine. Um, but they have the conference in Hartford Civic Center, or if the Mets win it all. So those are the two things I'm looking forward to. When the pitchers and catchers show up in spring training, mm-hmm. I'll be excited well, again. Well, Trab's going to win it all this year, so you're out of luck on that one. But, you know, maybe next the 2018 will be year year. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, we'll see. Well, well, I know you want to talk about the past Nets games. And, actually, this will include that because um, – but this is actually something good that happened to you in 2017, I believe. Uh, you uh, when we went to that so last podcast episode ninety nine we had a lot of talk about we're going to the Cavs Nets game tonight you know we recorded the day of that game mm-hmm. and then um, so we met up before the game and stuff went to it you you know we separated I had seats with you know Lady Padre and everything she got it for me for Christmas and then you were with your peoples now uh, what you want to get into what what you what happened to you during that game though. Uh, yeah, so um, one of these things happen, you know, as you become tenured as a season ticket holder. Since this is a local uh, Brooklyn Rebound slash international podcast, um, I uh, I think I had the best moment of po- myself, Podnam's life, uh, by wow, sitting. life. Yes, yes, uh, by sitting um, one row uh, B, row B. Uh, from courtside right there, row A's courtside, specifically on the line. And I could see all the players uh, up close and, and personal, uh, including DeMar DeRozan's, uh, Brooke Lopez's, and I guess those are the only two players that uh, are all-stars. Cal Lowry didn't play that game. So, but it was incredible. I got to – Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, real quick, I got to backtrack. 
I was mistaken then. I thought I thought you had this experience during the Cavs game, not the Raptors game. No, Cavs game we upgraded. Uh, we got we got um, we got like diagonal uh, to the basket, maybe like fifteen or twelve rows uh, behind the court line. But the rap that was that was like the that's like the appetizer for courtside for us. And then the mm-hmm. and then we had the entree, which was uh, the Raptors game this past. Uh, Jesus, okay. I forgot. Uh, Tuesday when night. Was it? Yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I would have known this set when at the Cavs Nets game. I texted you during the game and asked uh, if you got those courtside seats. And uh, you know, just dust uh, tumbleweeds <laughs> rolled back on the phone. No answer all day for me. So. Well, no, 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 no. No, I did text you guys say that I was the after party was at Plant uh, Plant Donut. Uh, uh, donut plant. Sorry, I didn't get. I'm telling you, I did not get any text from you. Well, I will. I will show you that as evidence later, and I will. No. And I will uh, talk about it more because all of our listeners want to hear about our text dialogue uh, more and more. Oh well, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's be, let's let's backtrack again. Uh, so they've lost a lot of games. I mentioned they lost. Uh, I think the game before Atlanta was January 10th. Uh, when was the the Cavs game again? It was like the game before uh, that, I think. It was it was a Friday night. January. It was it was this year, you know, it was after what was it in December? It was Jan- it was January 6th. January 6th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they played January 6th. Obviously got destroyed by the Cavs. They kept it competitive for a half maybe. Um Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then then they got destroyed by the Hawks uh by 20 points, then the Hornets by 9, then Toronto at Toronto by almost uh, Toronto put 132 up on them by 20 points. Houston put 137 up on them in, in Brooklyn. James Harden had a triple-double. And then the game I'm talking about is Toronto, January 17th, is the one I went to. So since that time, not a lot has a lot changed for the Nets. Uh, you as a Cavaliers fan going to Barclays Center, how was your experience, uh, Padre, during that time? It was good. You know, I mean, this is, uh, I'm an old veteran at going to these Cavs Nets games at this point. This is probably my fourth one. Um, uh, probably my first one with, with the lady Padre, though. So she, she had a decent time. Not a huge um, basketball fan or anything, but she enjoyed it well enough. You know, we were up in the nosebleeds, but it was good. I appreciated it. Um, at those Cavs Nets games, you know, this one especially, more than 50%, I would almost feel like, of people were rocking Cavs gear there. At least about a fifty-fifty split, from what I could see, Cavs to Nets fans. Right, right. Um, and yeah, I mean, and that was felt throughout the crowd. There's cheering when the Cavs are doing things, of course, and everything. Yeah, some cheering when the Nets were doing things, but um, yeah, it was pretty standard, though. Uh, pretty, I would say, to encapsulate everything, it was a pretty standard uh, time at Barclays. Nothing too crazy or exciting, but nothing negative either. So, what would you say your record? Your, your record at Barclays Center is what right now with the Cavs? They have one loss, obviously, that I know of. Uh, three and one, I guess, because I only it was yeah three and one, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a pretty good uh, record for the Cavs. Probably the most important record of the season uh, of their lifetime right now. Three and one at, mm-hmm. at Barclays Center. Um, it, that may have been my only Nets victory of any of the Nets games I've been to. Maybe they won one other one, but yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, what. Did they? I went to the Nets Spurs game maybe two years ago. No. And 
No. The Nets didn't beat the Spurs, did no, they? they, okay. they, they have I think it was a closer game than, than people were thinking or something like that. I don't think they beat the Spurs since they went to the finals against them in one game or two games, maybe. Really? <laughs> no, it's been a they, while, though. They must have beat them at least once since then. Wow. No, it's been, it's been a while. So, not since New Jersey, okay. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, they have the Spurs upcoming um, on January 23rd. Um, but oh, before, nice. before that, they have Char- at Charlotte and at New Orleans. Uh, so... It is. It is not looking like a better schedule. Like things will be fixed. Maybe they'll get a W at Nolens. They did beat the Hornets on my birthday. That's the last win they got. So mm-hmm. it might take them a whole. Hornets month. will be looking for revenge, though. Probably at that point. Right. Um. Well, yeah. So again, okay, so that's what's coming up. Are you going to that Spurs game, by the way? Uh, I think I got tickets. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll double check. But um, actually, I can check right now. If I do, uh, it's not going to be a, a sold out game. Spurs. They they travel all right, um, but the game I went to there was a, a ton of Spurs fans there as well. Yeah. yeah, but like the the price of them, like uh, especially with Tim Duncan, like the price doesn't really go up that much with the Spurs. Not like it does with LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or even the Rockets. Rockets went up really really high because of their fast running offense right now and James Harden. Oh yeah. By the way, real quick story with the Cavs net, uh, uh, Nets also. You know, my my boy Cheesehead Marv, who is one of the co-hosts on Mr. Zarev, and everyone get, stay listening to that. No, 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 be, plug, before we, before you go into that, now, you call them co-hosts. You have two other hosts. Would that be considered tri-host? No, I, that's why I said one of my co-hosts. The other one's, you know, uh, Eric. Oh, you're, you're, you're pairing them separately with yourself. Well, I'm only talking about the one of them, so I said, no, we're all three co-hosts of it. I mean, I'm the quarterback, we always say. If you listen to the show, they call me the quarterback, you know. Okay. See, that's my do quarterback. They, do, they say that's my quarterback and start crying. Everything. They they do. Okay. They don't always cry, but they always say it at least. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so either way, though, uh, Cheesehead Marv, you're familiar with the man. Yep. He, uh, he uh, apparently uh, earlier in the year, he had got some Rangers tickets by, like, some Twitter thing sent something and you click back and he had to put it, but and they were free tickets, but he had to put his like credit card information in or whatever, right? To get them, even though they're free. So then the day of the game or the day before the game, the Nets Cavs game, he gets a similar Twitter thing from that source that sa- just says like, "Are you interested?" It doesn't say for free, but it says, "Are you interested in these this deal on this game?" So he clicked through to it just to try to see what the price was and everything. But little did he know what he was clicking through actually charged his credit card and gave him the t- the two tickets, so he was he is forced to go to, to pay for it and go to the game. How much was it? But uh, I mean, I think it was like sixty. It's got to be each, Rangers uh, tickets are always sold out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but this is nuts. You know, nuts. Um, mm-hmm. Cavs again. Mm-hmm. So he he ended up going. But moral of the story is he had never seen LeBron before in his life, uh, live. Uh, so he he got to see that and. So, you know, I think it worked out all right for him, even though if he didn't really want to spend that money. Everyone should see LeBron one time. That was Lady Padre's first time as well, seeing him. How, so. pissed, how pissed would you have been if LeBron sat out the game? Because he, they were planning on it, potentially. Well, oh, so that's where, yeah, we talked about it on the last right, podcast. Right, right, right. You know, go back and listen to it. But, yeah, of course, I would have been very upset. Mm-hmm. I would have felt bad for him, too, of course. Um, but I was happy all big three, all the big three played. You know, that was the – we didn't know maybe at the time, or maybe we did know. I can't remember now when we recorded, but – so, Just earlier that day, but. so obviously you're talking about your experience, my experience uh, uh, up front from last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, with uh, the right, Raptors, Raptors Nets. I got to sit behind the Toronto super fan. He's a uh, he's a South Asian um, man who sits behind 
every Raptors court game. He's a season ticket holder. He's got a beard. He, he, he I think he's Sikh. He has a turban on his head. And Wait, a Toronto super fan? You said? Yeah. Not a, a Nets super. No, fan. No, no, no. He this guy traveled, and then uh, we ended up talking for a while. I was right behind him because uh, he was asking me. He's like, he's like, is this what it's like for every Nets game? I'm like, right now, because there was not that many Nets fans. And Raptors fans travel really well, um, but it wasn't a weekend. They travel better on a weekend because they can come down. Yeah. Uh, but there were still a lot of Raptors fans maybe born in New York, which is kind of weird. I don't know. Um, or maybe and Canadian expats and all that, you know. Maybe. No, I saw, like, older brothers and sisters with Nets jersey and then their little brother with a Raptors jersey. Uh, oh, so that's bandwagon. Right, right. Well, I wouldn't consider – like, they like they like Kyle Lowry because he's a small guy or whatever. Um I like Kyle wait, So they're the, he, he they're well, the little brother really... or sister? Wait, 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 hold on. Are you saying that because they're the little brother or sister, they're like short and little, that's why they like Kyle Lowry because he, he, he's short? Potentially. Like potentially. I mean, I love I love Damon Stoudemire as a Raptor growing up. He wasn't my... I don't know, he, fair he, enough, fair enough. And, uh, you know, I was short playing ball all the time, so I would, uh, I would become Mighty Mouse on the floor when I could. Um, but, yeah, so it was interesting to see... How the players uh, interacted with each other. You, you know how you listen to games, you watch the games, and you hear the audio of them talking to each other, right? Yeah. You could hear uh, the this whole was game of more, them doing that? Yeah, the whole game. I could, I could hear the refs. I could hear... I got players to react to me. Uh, it was it was pretty players? awesome. Um, I had uh, I had Brooke Lopez what? look at me for a second. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was looking in front of the fan in front of me. I'm not sure. But he, can't, he looked in my direction, at least. And then DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> okay, sorry. What was I calling him what? I was just going to say, were you calling him Brooklyn Lopez like we like to do around here? No, there's some other guy that's a Nets fan was talking garbage about him, saying he's the worst player uh, to trade him. And then I was like, you're okay, Brooke. You're okay. And then I was, like, supporting him a little bit. Um, <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. You're not great, but you're okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one of my – I guess one of my favorite yellings was – when we hit 100, I was like, all right, guys, we were still down by, like, 15. I was like, all right, guys, time to go home. We made it. We did it. We're here. Um, and then I saw DeMar DeRozan. He almost scored 40. He was talking trash to this Nets fan. Uh, and the Nets fan was heckling him, this one guy sitting courtside next to us, um, or, like, one row next to us. And he he kept on scoring, like, nothing. Every time he said something, he, just, he would put buckets and look in his direction. Uh, which was pretty awesome to see, uh, and I respected DeRozan a little bit more than I did in the past, uh, considering what he's doing this year. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, it was overall a great experience, and uh, I got free food, so that's always good. Oh, you get free food down there? Yeah, we went to the Calvin Klein uh, VIP room to enter, and then afterwards, after the game, we went to the we uh, halftime, we went to the court where you can see when you enter Barclays, you know, that court downstairs. Mm-hmm. We got to shoot around. I got an air ball. Justin got a, a swish uh, we, uh, guarded by one of our friends, Kevin. And then uh, from there, we went to Billboard Lounge after the game, which was uh, weird and cool because it was like this under cl- underground club where everyone has lounge seats, reservations, popping bottles. and the next- Is that in Barclays? It's in Barclays, yeah. And there's oh. pe- there's performances there on the weekends. They have like independent artists. They've had red... They've had uh, old school artists like Red Man, Method Man come through uh, and perform. So it's kind of like this cool scene, but it was weird at the same time underneath like a 
a sporting event, right? So. Yeah, that sounds cool, though. I mean, was there any there or uh, at the courtside seats, were there any celeb sightings? Yes, um, I did see... Uh, uh, no, I, I guess the only person was a super fan, so that's it. Uh, I did not see anyone... Well, yeah, that's pretty weak. <laughs> I got a picture with him. Uh, me, me and Justin and uh, uh, his boy Kevin got a picture with him. I was looking... I did see uh, players sitting in the Jay-Z seats, and then pe- technically we mm. were in the row behind the Spike Lee seats and the row behind um, Michael uh, Mayor, former Mayor Bloomberg's seats. Uh, where Wait, he, where, Spike Lee seats? Spike Lee owns... At Barclays? Yeah, he owns seats at Barclays, obviously. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. He never goes to the games, but um, he just sells them all, except for when they're playing the Knicks. Um, he has been there for one or two games without the uh, Knicks play. So. So he wants one. He wants to just have his like garden same seat, but at Barclays when they when the Knicks roll in to Ex- Brooklyn. Exactly, but like I mean, he lives in Fort Greene, which is walking distance to Barclays. So if he ever True. wanted to go to the game, he could. So. Uh, so so no Drake uh, showing up though. No Drake. Everyone was asking where Drake was, um, uh, and you know I, I'm sure if the Nets were had Kevin Durant or some important player that was actually good, he probably would show up. But there's no all-star for him to hang out with after the game in Brooklyn. Right. So. He's bandwagon, too. Right. Um, and uh, I guess he didn't hear, you know, uh, he didn't hear his super fan come on our podcast a while back and want to hug up with you or anything. Uh, no, no, on. no, he did not. He did not. Well, hopefully uh, we could ask Drake why he was not here uh, during this t- important basketball game of my, of my life. Uh, and that's unfortunate. But yeah. speaking of which, no. uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, just just to wrap it up, that was really the best moment in your life. Were you being, you know, joking around? Was that really no. like the top? So there's. I mean, two... it's cool. I've never done anything like that. So there's two moments I would, uh, if I'm going to do top three moments of Brooklyn Nets uh, Barclays Center life, um, first one well, would be uh, probably. Uh, the Jay-Z concert, uh, the first one, which is not even Brooklyn Nets, but I would say Barclays Center. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not that's not the top one. I'm just mentioning three. I think that's third. Uh, sec- second one would be this game that I went this past Tuesday, which is pretty insane. And then the first one would be the home opener, which was actually rescheduled. It was supposed to be Knicks-Nets that year, but Hurricane Sandy destroyed that. Right, right. And then it was Raptors-Nets. And then we ended up... Uh, we didn't have tickets to that game because we sold them in advance because we I, we knew we were just going to home opener and people weren't going to be around that weekend. And we, we canceled our weekend plans. Uh, we ended up buying tickets. like We spent like 100 uh, each on the ticket, and we were like maybe five rows or maybe ten rows, I forgot, behind uh, Diagonal from the court. So that was a home opener. That was pretty awesome to see that um, really up close. And then they beat the Nets. I mean, Nets beat the Raptors that time. So now it's like... I got to see Nets Raptors in two different forms. Yeah, so both of those moments were Raptors games, huh? Okay, but so that was your top Barclays moments, which obviously makes yeah. sense. But earlier, I thought you'd said that was like your life's best moment or something. Oh yeah, that no, was not no, 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 no. My my wedding is probably second uh, on there. I would say at first yeah. was definitely uh, our one A was the the Raptors Nets this past Tuesday, and one was the Raptors Nets home opener. So yeah. Okay, and then two was your wedding. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, your wedding was very spread out over many different days, so I guess it gets diluted a bit. Well, I could, I, I could say two and then three because there's two different days and two different ceremonies. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And then technically a third as well, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, so are we done uh, with net? Or are we done with the net scheduling and and the, and going to the games? But what what about um, who's been playing well in the Nets league? Well, first of all, they they dropped uh, AB already. They cut yeah, him right. Anthony Bennett got dropped. He's playing in Europe. Um, is not- he the biggest bust of all time in the NBA? Uh, I would say Olo Candius. Well, I feel like Olo Candy at least played longer or, or like had a couple moments, you know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Maybe during the first season, uh, actually, yeah, Bennett could be competing with him for worst uh, player, uh, first round bust of all time. I don't know what the Cavs saw in him that year when they picked him, but they saw they'd be able to flip him as part of a deal for Kevin Love. But <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Uh, that was clearly a terrible move. I mean, that's why uh, uh, Chris, um, what's his name, is no longer the GM. But Chris um, Grant, Chris Grant, right? Chris Grant, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so he's he's done, uh, R.I.P. But who some some of the younger players been playing well though, right? Yeah. Um, so Quentin Acey got signed after Anthony Bennett got uh, lost. He's on his second ten day contract, and then the younger players are doing work right now. They're getting minutes. Karis LeVret and R.H.J. are uh, one was rookie last year, one's a rookie this year. They're doing work. Karis uh, LeVert is averaging ten points a game. I think three assists and one steal. RSJ is averaging the same. So if they get time more and more, obviously the W's, I mean, the W's won't come. The L's will come. And, um, and you know, thank God, I mean, sarcastically, thank God, we don't have our, I mean, we have our pick this year, which is going to be swapped mm-hmm. by the net and um, by the Celtics, which will suck because if it goes first overall, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with Padre. I might, I might. I that don't, will suck. Hopefully the the Mavs or something get it together and get the first. But um, I talking about Karras uh, though. I you know he played very well in that Cavs game I went to and I was impressed with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he looks like he has a good jumper. Not even like his jumper is is solid and his his wingspan's like seven one. So he plays deep. Right. Yeah. He gets it up high. The uh, ball up high. Uh, yeah. But the main thing he's been working on as he's been getting faster with from his injury, his crossover and speed into the lane is really really scary good uh we got to see obviously up close and mm-hmm. um the one comment that the super fan had toronto he's like that guy that guy's good and i was like yeah yeah he's our he's our uh prize right now diamond in the rough uh as we say it so and uh, refresh my memory because the nets weren't supposed to have any picks in the draft whatsoever but they were able to trade back in to get that pick or how'd they get that again thad young traded to the pacers for uh right right, right. for that pick um so, uh, so good trade, yeah. And then the RSJ was Miles Plumley traded. Uh, so probably also good, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if we have another player uh, <laughs> next year, maybe Chris McCullough. Uh, he's been playing in the D League, uh, averaging twenty and ten. Maybe we could trade him for another player. Who knows in the draft? Or for a pick? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah not a player. So yeah, twenty seventeen. Uh, by all accounts, you know, I don't follow much college hoops, but. A lot of people I've seen around saying that uh, 2017 could be the next big year for a lot of uh, great players um, entering the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our, our I, I trust in our GM. Uh, I, and I told you, we talked about this on the last podcast. Uh, I don't think there's an indictment on the Nets or Kenny Atkinson. Uh, the players they put together are not really, you know, they're not going to be long-term. Um, mm. And the fact that Jeremy Lin has only played like, you know, 10, 10 games – or maybe right. nine games. He was—he's a person that runs the offense, and we don't have a natural point guard. So, 
It's kind of like, honestly, I think this is actually a, maybe a bit of a good um, illusion. It's kind of like the Browns season this past year. Um, to get, uh, you know, I always like to throw hoop, uh, gridiron talk in there, but the they didn't the Browns didn't field a, a unit of players that everyone knew they weren't going to be successful in any major way or any way really with the players they had. Right. A lot of the players don't have big league talent. Uh, aren't going to be on the team in the next couple of years. The one player they brought in was Robert Griffin. To that's like oh maybe we can kind of reinvigorate his career. Now, Lynn had already kind of reinvigorated his career, but he hadn't, like, reached the heights of when he first came out. Right. Both him and RG3 had a big splash when they first kind of debuted. They're trying to reinvigorate, but then they get hurt early, and then it goes even more downhill from there. And the same thing's, you know, kind of happening with the Nets, no? Yeah, yeah. And new coaching staffs and everything as well, you know. Right, right. And then um, the one thing that is the most positive, and I'm not encouraging this, I want to keep him as a lifetime net, Brooke Lopez, but his stock has been pretty steady, if not higher, than last year. Uh, with sta- you know, hopefully he just stays non-injured and stable. Uh, knock on wood here. And um, and his three pointers, uh, his defense has been okay. Rebounding is kind of average. But if if a team that's looking to push over at the top, right, uh, and contend, I don't know which team that would be. Maybe the Raptors. Um, you know, if they have a Brooke Lopez instead of a JV, um, and their front court it power forward. They don't really have a power forward. Uh, anyway. Yeah, well, they would need him to play the four. I think. That's well, the, the well, they there. they could push JV to the four and put him at center because uh, Brooke Lopez now can make threes, right? So spreading out the offense doesn't really it, it works for a lot of teams. Uh, you, usually, you don't want two bigs, you know, starting together now uh, in the NBA because it doesn't work out in the spread yeah. out offense. So. We'll see. That would be interesting, though. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, really. Um, yeah, okay. So should we move on to uh, pass the nets on to some around-the-league type jam? Yes, let's do it. Since you, uh, For the 100 up here. Uh, well, also big announcement yes, yesterday, Thursday. Uh, there was an announcement of the All-Stars status. That's right. Um, now, I want you to take point in this because you announced the voting last time, Padre. So Right. Wh- so, what's the so, verdict? Um, well, uh, so first of all, it, this year, I believe, am I wrong that this is the first year where they split it up by front court and back court, not by the one, two, three, four, five position? No, I think they started at like two or, or a year ago, two years or one, one year ago. I mean, okay, yeah. So I didn't realize that, but it, it, the picks this year with the voting, it makes it more clear to me that that makes a difference because if you just look at the Eastern, especially the Eastern uh, conference starters, starting five, you could say that all these players are front court player I mean uh back court players at a certain point right they're not no true uh center or even power forward uh, you know LeBron of course is there mm-hmm. as always 13 year in a row right and he's he's a point forward they call him right um then you've got Kyrie was voted in um ahead of a lot that's a little controversial to some people because he hasn't had as good a season as uh, like John Wall's really come on lately right people people want Lowry yeah, and Lowry. little kids yeah um, but Kyrie's popular, especially from the finals last year and from the big Golden State games this year and last year, making clutch shots. So, you know, is it fair? Probably not. Ultimately, maybe someone deserves it more than him just on, based on this season. But it's my favorite player from my favorite team. I'm certainly not going to complain about it. Um, and he plays good in these All-Star games. He steps up in these things. So it'll be entertaining. 
Then we had, uh, so I guess he's him and uh, and uh, DeMar DeRozan are the two uh, backcourt players. Right. So DeRozan's had a great year, best season yet. I'm, this is his first time starting, I got to assume. Yeah, right? yep. And uh, Jimmy Butler, I'm not sure if he started before, possibly last year. I think he made it. He made it a start last year as well, yep. Yeah, okay, I think so. He's in, and then the, this was maybe a little bit surprised, but maybe not because he's had a great year and he's got um, – a lot of new fans and everything. Right. The Greek Freak is in. The Greek Freak. And he also plays the plays some points sometimes or plays up. So, you know, he's not any type of traditional uh, frontcourt player either, I guess. But so, yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, it rounds that one out. So that's an interesting group because, like I'm saying, there's no traditional center. No, it's a, the small ball kind of type of lineup, really, even though I mean, Antetokounmpo is really tall, obviously, but... It's not the type of game he plays necessarily. And, you know, LeBron and everything. So that's the East. I mean, what do you, before we get to the West, what do you think about that? Oh, well, I want to comment on your Kyrie Irving um, suggestion. And I, I agree with uh, part of it, but I'm actually going to come in defense of Kyrie being selected there. Um, okay. You know, like, uh, now that the media has 50% of the vote, uh, as aside from just the fans, you know, the media are also the people that vote for the MVP of the league, right? So mm-hmm. um, these are the same people, for the most part, uh, that I know of that vote for the All-Star as well because they're, you know, it's the same system on how they process these votes. Now, if you're talking about players that are valuable to the team, obviously – Kyrie Irving is up there, but also, I mean, I think he's earned it, you know, uh, in this past, uh, year, uh, in the NBA finals, you know, he hit those clutch shots. He was the one, uh, you know, driving the hole, getting, getting the team involved. And, and, and you know, Kyle Lowry's a good player. Uh, he'd made it last two years starting. That's fine. Um, but in, in DeMar DeRozan took his game up to another level. John Wall has also started before. I think this is just Kyrie's uh, year as well. I mean, he, even okay. even though he hasn't been doing that well, apparently, but they know the Cavs. Well, he hasn't been doing bad, but it's just not. Maybe some of these other guys have been doing more technically. Right, but the Cavs know. Um, you know, like they have them having two All Stars and starting. That's a big deal. Usually, a lot of teams, especially with the fan voting, uh, it doesn't work out that well. But for the Western Conference, yeah. you know, it did. So that's the only one I, I want to yeah. comment on. Well, yeah, I'm not arguing that he, he hasn't earned his popularity, certainly. I mean, he certainly has. But um, but just if some people want to look at it as just game one from the season to right. whatever, game whatever when they, they're picked, that's all it should, should Yeah, matter. I mean, the way the way I look at it is just like the, the government, right? how we elect uh, presidents. Like the electoral vote is done by the media and the popular do- vote is done by the fans. So right now, I mean, Giannis uh, Attentacumpo, Giannis, sorry, uh, is is probably the biggest surprise for a lot of people that have never heard him. Right now, now he's getting some recognition, and he's getting he's 22 years old, getting into the rookie as a starter, first time since Michael Red. Do you remember that guy, Michael Red? Of course I do. He went to Ohio State and used in the NBA for like 20 years. Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks mostly. Yeah, I like Michael Red. Yeah, and then before that, I'm sure the other All-Stars were like Ray Allen, uh, Sam Cassell, and Glenn Robinson, if anything, or those guys. Yeah, yeah I, don't know if, I don't know if all of them even were um, starters at least. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so also uh, the a couple people that uh, some people thought Kevin Love should be in instead of, you know, maybe, I don't know who... Uh, Greek Freak or one of these guys, people are saying that. 
some people thinking Joel Embiid should have got in. He was just voted. Ju- those two, I believe, were both just voted, you know, six and seven. And Embiid, I had seen I, you know, on Twitter and everything, campaigning for himself, other people campaigning for him, but didn't quite get it over the top. And it's just essentially a rookie year, but he's, he's done well. Um, so a couple snubs maybe you'd say there. They'll probably both get in on the bench, I guess. Yeah, the coaches vote for the reserves, so, yeah. Right. And uh, getting to the West, um, we had uh, Steph and Durant from, you know, Golden State, James Harden, uh, Kawhi Leonard, my man there, and uh, Anthony Davis, of course. Uh, uh, so that's a little more traditional lineup, I guess, uh, for the, you know, the actual st- one-to-five starting lineup. Controversy here, though. But first, before I get to the main controversy, um, just to point out with the media getting the vote and everything, so no, uh, no... Uh, Draymond Green didn't get high voting, and is it because media members don't like him for things he does and says, or and other players and things don't like him? That, I, that's something. Well, I mean, the media is corrupt. We already know that. Yeah. The, the media is always corrupt. They're always coming out with fake news, uh, and uh, they, they just can't. Really, be... I haven't heard about this fake news. Uh, news can be fake. No, yeah. I think it's once it's printed, uh, that's considered reputable, and um, I'm going to challenge you on that. No, 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 no. They're, they they can't be trusted. Uh, we need to have a libation against them, make sure they never put any more press or news out no. there. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You just said you want you want to have a libation against them. What what are you trying to say? <laughs> I mean, liber- liberation? Libation, libation is, a be- is like what you have at the Nets game when you get a cold brew, you know. It's a, lib- it's a drink. No, libation is uh, also stopping something as well, from my knowledge. Libation? Yeah, let me, let me, I'll look it up later. Let's consult the dictionary. Maybe I'm looking like a real asshole right now. Uh, I probably am either way. I but, mean, uh, the fans probably But I've not, I've not heard that as anything but a drink. All right, libation, <laughs> probably. Uh, is it something to do with liable, like liable? You're liable if you slander someone or whatever. Uh, libate? No, you're right. So far, as just mentioning drink so far. Uh, mm. There is uh, also uh, one of the definitions is humorous a drink. <laughs> so okay. So so maybe. Uh, what was your point though? What do you want to do against the media? Block them. Uh, I want to block. I want to block them uh, from you know posting these and writing these horrible articles about NBA players uh, not doing their job. But uh, you mentioned Draymond Green. I think it's the opposite. I think the press is really into Draymond Green because they get he gets the sound yeah, stories out of them. Yeah, yeah. he gets the sound bites. Interesting. He, he gets stuff to write with um, and, and, you know, writers to take off from. And another person I think is up there for, like, if you're talking about people with quotes, probably going to be all-star as well, Boogie Cousins. Uh, he's mm, he's also yeah. up there with sound bites and Russell Westbrook, which is the biggest snub. Well, that's what I was yeah. alluding to before. Yeah. We'll get into in a second. But before we get into, I'm pushing it back even further with this. Uh, since we're on the topic of the media, look, it's episode 100 of Brooklyn Rebound. We still have no media credentials. You know what's what's up with that, Padnam? Uh, well, because I've actually applied a couple times. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, I haven't used my fake alias name of John Smith. I've actually used my only name, so. Uh, yeah, that's. Oh, I mean, your alias should be. I mean, you don't have to go so far. Maybe you can leave your same um, initials. Oh, it'll be kind of hard with the Q. I don't know many Q. Well, I, IQ is a really great like, initial. I so. is like. Um, yeah. Well, what's even an I name that's more you know uh, Ian? typical? Ian. Ian. 
Ian uh, Quasar or something. Wait, Quasar? Isn't that like a? Isn't that like an old school like production company or like movie? Company? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, Quasar. Quasar I'm gonna, was an old school I'm gonna, uh, laser tag. I'm gonna look up Quasar right now for you too. Quasar. All right. So that's Quasar is believed to be the power of acceleration by material in supermassive black holes in the nuclei of distant galaxies, making the luminous versions of general class of objects as active galaxies. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, that, that fits your personality fits. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian... All right, so Mr. Quasar, yeah. tell, uh, you want to get into the whole Russell Westbrook thing? Yeah, well, uh, you know, they had their game Wednesday night against the... Uh, before the uh, starters were announced, uh, Warriors versus the Thunder. It was at Golden State. Kevin Durant hasn't come to OKC. He's still got two games left in that series. And mm. I want to go into this because it's very, uh, very, very uh, uh, observed now. Zaza Pachulia, uh, who's been known to get into some scuffles, um, fouled uh, Russell Westbrook when the clock was expiring, I think in the second half, uh, and kind of just hammered him down, then stepped, kind of stepped to him, staring him down. The refs didn't call any, uh, they called a flagrant, but they didn't call a technical or anything like not a flagrant too. Yeah, and, and apparently this is the weirdest rule. I don't know if you know this, but even if there's a flagrant foul when a person is shooting a three-pointer, they only get two shots. So they don't get three shots when that person was active in shooting the the ball, which kind of doesn't make I any sense. I don't know if I did know that. That is interesting. Yeah, it's weird, a weird little thing, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So Russell Westbrook, um, he, he came out after the game, says, I'm – Something along the lines, I'm going to give it to Zaza. It was kind of sexual. Uh, I'm going to get him in the in the butt. I don't know. Something like that. Was that a direct quote? I feel like... Uh, it was close. This it, might be some of the fake news over there. No, 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 no. I mean, this is this is a approved source uh, from, from my ears. So... <laughs> All right. Interesting. I know you have your sources. Well, so... So again, like how it was split up with front court, back court, the voting was only two for the back court, so he came third, I guess, behind Harden and Steph. A lot of people think Steph hasn't having as good a year, and definitely, and Westbrook's having one of the best years of anyone, if not the best year of anyone. Yeah, basically averaging a triple double. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of that's definitely the biggest snub of anyone, really. Yeah, I think it is, and the reason being is uh, obviously you mentioned it, but when uh, Steph Steph Curry found out the news. He was even shocked. Like, he was shocked that Russell Westbrook, like, he has that much respect for the guy um, and knows how hard he plays. This is a two-time MVP being shocked of an all-star vote over him. You know, like, that's kind of – that. like, once Steph Curry acknowledges the other player being better than him this year, that should be, like, an automatic, okay, I'm stepping down, you step up kind of situation. Yeah, I don't know how it could work, but, but with the mix between the – fans and media voting who who is more responsible for for the curry selection as as he was voted number one uh you know backcourt west um because the fans i feel like there there's been a lot of backlash against the warriors since their whole record-breaking season um i guess i'm sure they still have tons of fans bandwagon everything but i i've seen it noticed a, a significant backlash against them and especially with duran joining it but but both duran and Steph still chosen or is it the media still loving him a lot and loving their kind of style of play and wanting the, the Warriors in there? Which one do you think is more responsible? Well, you know, the personalities, the only players that is hateable to that are non-GSW fans, I would say is a Draymond Green, right? Uh, he's the only one that's really hateable. Clay Thompson's weird. like he's, he's Yeah, people don't click, especially over the comments Thompson made in the finals, people are on him a little bit too. Yeah, but he's just a weird personality. Uh, there's so many things I, I, I forgot... 
that he does like his his um one of his rituals is i can't even cite it right now but like if you look up uh Clay Thompson being weird. I'm sure there's a whole blog dedicated to it. Steph Curry is a very likable person, um, obviously, and so many levels. And Kevin Durant is a mm. quiet, quiet mouse, really. You know, like he doesn't, he, he, yeah, he signed, made the biggest offseason signing, and fans would be upset of him joining. But I don't know if you heard it in a recent interview. He said if the Warriors won, he would have gone to Boston. Um, that was his second choice. Wow, what a kick in the balls for Celtics fans. So, <laughs> so Celtics fans must be really irate about the Cavs winning. Uh, yeah, well, they were happy at the time, but um, well, no, why, why was that? against Golden State, but right, no, no, no well, Celtics... I don't know if all of, I won't say all of them were, but Boston. The sense ain't... I got was that I know Boston does. The sense I got from last year's finals, from people I know and just people on the internet, everything. Pretty much every other team fan other than Golden State was going for the Cavs in the finals. Even classic LeBron haters, Knicks fans salty never went there, Boston fans salty about losing to him, etc. Even most of them that I saw were saying, I'll root for LeBron in this to, to defeat Golden State. So I really do think that people were against the Warriors, but obviously there's still a good faction of people that's, that's for them. But also with that Durant comment, you know, there's no way to verify that he would have done that. It's well and good to say that after he signed, so I don't know that I necessarily believe him 100, percent but well, that he would have went to Boston. But well, no, I believe him because I think it's similar to LeBron switching from Miami. Like the Spurs beat the crap out of Miami uh, that year, and then he looked for another opportunity to, uh, you know, move to Cleveland. I think if Miami yeah, won once that year, he doesn't leave. You know, he just stays. I there. agree. I agree with that, but I don't think it's the same scenario because because he didn't go join the Spurs, LeBron. And he, and he had a reason to go back to Cleveland. Fair point. Fair Durant point. Durant's team got beat by the Warriors. Then he joined them. So you know, I don't know. Um, either way, though, so that that's the All Star uh, game. You know, um, they haven't announced the bench players yet. I don't know when that's coming up. But but the actual game itself is the nineteenth, I believe, in New Orleans, Nolens. So All Star weekend uh, starts two days prior. Yeah. You know, Friday to Sunday deal. Yep. Yep. And it's the whole party down there, and in Nolens is is a way to do it. Even this morning I saw they made some posters already for the All-Star starters on Nolens style with, like, the instruments and everything. They're pretty cool. You got to check those out if they, you see them online. Nolens actually had a – they've got to be, like, the uh, fastest city to have uh, All-Stars in between times because the only reason why they have Nolens is because the Hornets uh, – and in North Carolina, their whole anti-LGBTQ uh, uh, law. Mm. That's why they got pushed this year. It would have been in... I forgot about that. You're right, yeah. Right, so... It's supposed to be in Charlotte, yeah. Right, so then they... Uh, Nolan's got it, which is fine. I'm I'm, I'm for... New it's York. a party city, cool city to do right. stuff like that. Super right. Bowl, Alster game. I, I told you I went there for Final Four one year, right? Nolan's. Uh, that's when I went there. Uh. I don't know if you have told me about that. That was the year, actually, of Anthony Davis in Kentucky winning. Uh, they played Louisville in the semifinals, and then there's Kansas and Ohio State uh, in the other half uh, hmm. of the bracket. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't think you ever told me you you did that. Yeah, or I forgot. Maybe it's a weird it's a weird experience. I think NBA would be a lot better. The NCAA was kind of weird because uh, we went Wednesday to Sunday. We didn't stay for the championship game because most of it had work. Uh, we had tickets um, and. Uh, Wednesday was awesome. Thursday, Friday, Saturday kind of stinked in the area because it was all college alumni, old old guys with their wives and kids, 
it wasn't really a young uh wasn't the scene you're looking for. right it was just really weird to be in that area during that time so well, it was probably expensive to do that get tickets to the games and then stay there and everything right? yeah we bought it a year in advance because we just thought okay whoever's gonna go uh to the ncaa final four it'd just be fun to go nolens because uh me and jt baller went that year so uh, we didn't know who would be in there but we excited to go uh have you been to, I've been to New Orleans, yeah. I went with my boy a couple of years ago. Um, it's kind of a last-minute thing. Like, we were planning to go out to Cali to visit one of our other friends, and that kind of fell through pretty last minutes. But we still wanted to take a little vacation. So we booked a room in New Orleans. It was July, so it was cheap rooms because it's so hot down there, you know, like almost 100 degrees down there. Right. But it was a fun trip. I mean, no, no sports-related things or basketball or anything, but it's a cool city. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Good music, amazing food, uh, cool architecture that's different than anywhere else. Yeah, I think anytime, um, yeah. anytime you stop by, even downtown New Orleans, it's it's always there's never really a negative vibe. I, I feel like it's just a positive, uh, welcoming uh, city. So uh, I think that covers that. The next important day after the All Star is February twenty third, when the trade line uh, trade deadline expires, uh, twelve p.m. Pacific time, three p.m. Eastern time. Couple players are on the move potentially. Goran the Dragon Dragic uh, might be on the moon. We talked about a uh, move. He might also be on the moon as well. Uh, the way that well, they better get him down here if he's getting traded. <laughs> the, you know? the way the Heat are playing, we talked about that potentially in past episodes. Right now, the rumor is uh, Nikolai Buvacek uh, from Orlando to Goran. Hmm. It's a little Florida swap. Yeah, a little, little uh, interstate. Go up the interstate, whatever the, that uh, highway is down there. I yeah. don't know, can't pull it, but... But it looked... Uh, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, I had been saying preseason when we were talking Magic that their roster didn't completely make sense. Too many big men. I like Vujovich a lot. I don't know if that's who I choose to send out, but uh, it would make sense, I think, for them to bring in a, a good point guard like Dragic. I mean, they're still not playoff bound or anything, probably, but but the Heat are basically tank mode, right? right so, right. Um, it, it's fine for them to get. You know, Dragic's not going to be a long term piece for their rebuild, I would think. So, um, Vujovich might be a good piece. So, I, I think that trade would make sense for both, both sides. Yeah, um, I, I agree. The reason, anywhere else? You, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The only reason being is because they had, a, like you said, they have a log jam of uh, front court. They have uh, Bismack Biombo and Serge Ibaka. Uh, on the team and him, like that's too many big guys right there. So someone's got to be on the move. Uh, speaking of the Heat, Chris Bosh is doing everything possible to come back. He feels like he's healthy enough. Um, we talked about this previously. Uh, he is looking to move to Chi Town to hang out with his buddy D Wade uh, and, wow. and uh, make a run with these Bulls. Uh, what do you think of that, Padre? Uh, if he's physically healthy and whatever to do it, fine. Yeah, bring him back. I don't really. I mean, that's that'd be interesting if he came to the Bulls. I don't know if I would like it or not, but I don't think it puts him over the edge to be a championship contender. But um, that be interesting, bringing two thirds of the, that big three, uh, the Heatles, over to the the Bulls. Well, the Bulls. The Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. I like that. Um, Why you think it's a good idea? I, I think it's a great good idea. I mean, if anything, for chemistry standpoint. Uh, even if he's not playing, just being on the time, that would be good. Um, and I think that that basically covers that. Uh, real quick notes, injuries, Pau Gasol's out indefinitely, Rudy Gay's out for the year, and Ben Simmons uh, and Chris Middleton uh, could mm-hmm. be on the way back uh, after the All-Star break. Uh, Interesting. I thought people were thinking Simmons would be out for the whole year or whatever. 
Um, no, I mean, that's what I thought. That's what everyone thought. But maybe they're going to – the most popular thing is the limits restriction in the NBA now. Like, they're monitoring players. They're, they're more right. – they understand bodies more, so they, they can see where they can regulate the play. Um, but uh, I think that covers it for the – episode of the wow, Brooklyn Rebound. We did it. We did it, Padre. Uh Maybe maybe for the next episode, we should... Uh, really off track right now. It's your boy Podnam at the end of the episode. Told you this be a little different. Really uh, random. Uh, just giving you a couple more updates uh, as we are planning and doing our 100th episode soon to be coming. Uh, Charlotte, January 21st. We were handed a loss at uh, North Carolina, uh, 112-105. It's a close game till the end. Couldn't make some threes um, that were kind of wide open. We had a lot of good ball movement. Defense could have been better. And then last night at Barclays Center, as usual, as per usual, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, four-time, five-time champions? I think five-time champions. Um Played without Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, uh, I think Kawhi Leonard, too. Uh, had LaMarcus Aldridge, no Pau Gasol. And Patty Mills did his thing and destroyed us. Uh, 112 to 86. Game was competitive for about uh, a good uh, first half. And then after that, uh, we basically uh, was not able to pull it out. Uh, these Brooklyn Nets are not getting better news. They had uh, Jeremy Lin as of yesterday. It's going to be out another three to five weeks. So uh, we're in a really crappy situation, and I don't see us really improving anytime soon uh, unless we make some kind of trade. Uh, who knows what Sean Marks is up to? Uh, a lot of people were questioning his decision to uh, release uh, our trainer. Uh, forgot the guy's name. He was, he got like grayish, slick back hair. Uh, I want to say Dave. Let's call him Dave. Dave the trainer. Um, and maybe that actually, you know, affected us to uh, not really rehab our players correctly, even though we got a brand new facility in Tower Heights in Brooklyn. Um, and players are living in Brooklyn. So commute can't be that hard. Uh, but yeah. It's really, really uh, not a good situation. Looking really good for those Boston Celtics to use this draft pick as a trading piece or just get probably the number one overall draft pick and my voice is cracking. So uh, that will do it for this episode uh, blank. No, uh, it's going to be episode 98th and uh, we're going to be doing that 100 soon. So staying in, staying in, staying in, yeah, staying in. Or maybe remove it with some tied out. So stay tuned to the Brooklyn Rebound podcast. Follow us at Brooklyn Rebound on Twitter. Email us at brooklynrebound at gmail.com. And that'll do it, folks. Uh, good day, Brooklyn. Good day, New York. Let's go, Nets. Peace. All through the night, and I know deep inside you need me. No one else can make it right. 
Your feelings, see what's hiding. 